So in terms <coughs> of the, econo the, the economics of Starlink, that is something that time is going to tell. I mean, first thing, as with all, as with all space program projects, especially on the scale of Starlink, we're talking thousands and thousands of satellites. It's expensive. It's an expensive thing to put up there. So if I'm an investor, am I going to get a return on that investment quickly? The answer is going to come back. No, I'm not. That's why Musk can do it, because it, it's his money, and he doesn't care on return on investment. He's got PayPal, you know, propping his coffers up, so he doesn't have to worry about return on investment. But I think there's a question about long-term viability. The question is going to come is when the competitors arrive. So Amazon have got, um, Jeff Bezos has got uh, Project Kuiper that he's looking to put, again, 10,000 satellites in, providing global internet coverage. Now, you imagine tying that in with Amazon Prime. You, you get Amazon Prime, you pay £80 a month, oh, we give you internet from space for free, we give you free delivery. It becomes a very attractive package that I think is going to, you know, put Starlink under a bit of pressure. OneWeb, the UK's got OneWeb. Again, and hundreds of satellites. So it'll be interesting to see what the competitors are. We don't have a full picture of it yet. Musk's price is going to have to come down because at the minute I can get much more reliable cable broadband than I ever need from, from Starlink. So I think, I think kind of the viability, it, it, it sounds like I'm copying out, but honestly, we don't know the answer yet. Let's see what happens when Amazon get up there. Let's see what happens when, you know, the Chinese companies that are planning tens of thousands of, of, of satellites to, to make a constellation as well.